Welcome to the Shuffle Curious Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lynch. Have you ever seen an amazing shuffler at a show or festival and wondered, how did they get started? How did they develop their skills? And who are they beyond the dance floor? Well, that's exactly what we're exploring in the show. We'll dive into the personal experiences of the dancers that make up our beloved community. We'll be learning more about who they are and what makes this dance so special to them. So with that, let's jump into the show and let's get curious together. Hello, all my Shuffle Curiosities. This is episode eight of the Shuffle Curious podcast. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my friend, Jesse. And him and I were all over the board, wide range of topics, lots of fun uh, having this conversation with him. You know, we were talking about mentorship and how important that is throughout your shuffle journey, but especially in the beginnings. Uh, we talked about freedom and expression that comes with the dance and then the confidence that follows that and how that often bleeds into other aspects of your life that might be seemingly unrelated to shuffling. We had also talked about a topic that I don't think has been really been brought up in the show, but that's romantic relationships um, in the shuffle community. And uh, Jesse is dating a shuffler and describes the, the value in that and how much fun it is and um, took a moment to really just value his partner and talk about her. And it was a very vulnerable moment for him. And I, I really do appreciate him coming on and just, uh, you know, describing that to us. Also, if you know Jesse, he is an avid uh, battler and is very immersed in the battle culture uh, surrounding shuffling. And he just took a moment to kind of pass down some knowledge that he's received throughout the years. And in like a bulletized fashion, he just laid out a lot of the things that you need to do to prepare for a battle, uh, the mindset surrounding it, um, and just other other knowledge that he uh, he felt the need to pass down. So definitely stay tuned till the end because um, he dropped a lot of information. And uh, so definitely get your uh, your notepads out for sure. But I will not delay any further. Uh, without further ado, this is my conversation with Jesse Fishman. I hope you guys enjoy. Jesse, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you, Patty? Good, good. All is well. All is well. Dude, it's awesome that you're here uh, visiting Denver. Um, we've been we've been spoiled with your presence uh, many, many of times. Um, probably not as much as I want, ah. but, <laughs> but it's, it's awesome that you're here uh, just visiting for a little bit. And I'm also super appreciative that you had the time to, to come and, uh, and chat with me uh, for this show. So um, thank you. Thank you for that. And um, we've known each other for a little over a year now. Um, yeah. our, our origins and kind of how we, how we initially met was really over Instagram. And um, our mutual friend then, but now your uh, your girlfriend, uh, Allie, <laughs> bless, she, her. Uh, bless her heart, um, she had put on a January shuffle challenge uh, for us. And that was that was yeah, that was the beginning of 2022. And um, I had if anyone listened to the first episode with with Allie, um, you would know that she was my, actually one of my shuffle coaches, uh, when I was, when I was beginning Freaking and way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we did like, we, we had, um, we had a formal session together and then we, we would 
we would uh, do sessions just, you know, dancing. Um, I would sneak her into the uh, the CU Boulder uh, uh, gym. Nice. And then we would just, uh, nice floors, big mirrors and stuff like that. And we would just, we would sesh. But um, she had put on a, a shuffle challenge and um, we were we were both a part of that. And um, it became very clear that we were both fanatics about the dance. Crackheads. And, yeah, <laughs> straight up. And I know I probably engaged with you the most. Not even, you know, not even meeting you in the flesh, just kind of knowing you based off of the videos and how engaged you were with, with the challenge, um, how it was structured. We had kind of every day had some kind of concept or move that we had to perform. And we just had to get our video into the um, group chat that we had. Uh, by the end of the day, just you know, showing our progress on that move and, and how we were going about it. But we were doing all of that, and and then some. Like we were also chatting on on the side, and you know, having a little bit more philosophical, you know, conversations about the dance and the technicalities around it. And really, just it, it was very, like I said, it was very clear that we had the same level of interest, and we could talk about it for for days. So um, that was very cool to have made that connection with you. But I think that it was very much cauterized and instilled when um, I had I had traveled because I'm originally from <clears throat> New Jersey and you're you're from uh, Staten, New, Island. Staten Island. Mm -hmm. And I had gone back to South Jersey for a, a wedding for my buddy. And I had, you know, a couple of days that I just wanted to spend some time with uh, with my brother um, after the wedding. And. So I reached out to you and I, I wanted to see if we could link up and, and get a session. And you were enthralled and you're like, hell yeah, Dude, let's do it. Of course, yep. of and course. You, you know, set up all the logistics, told me where I needed to be, like what the good spot was. And uh, so I was able to grab my brother's car and make my way up uh, to Jersey City. And dude, that was so much fun. We, we had a lot of fun just, uh, just um, you know, session. Uh, who was all there? It was your friend Sean mm -hmm. and think, oh, uh, and Liz. Liz, Liz, yeah, Liz was yeah. there. Yeah, yep. Liz was there. Yeah, and, that was a great time. Yeah, and it, and it was just the the first time meeting you in in person. Kind of getting like the vibe check was was very much secured in the first like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of of, uh, of just dancing and getting to know you, man. And um, I think that was the start of a really really uh, you know cool relationship and uh like i said i love i love when you're here man and i love you know when i get the opportunity to visit you as well i wish i could do that more often but you're you're i think you're very much incentivized to visit yeah. us right now <laughs> yeah but you're always welcome always <laughs> yeah. always i appreciate that brother so um let's talk about you a little bit uh what is your let's let's go into your background you know where where are you from? Have you always been in Staten Island? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you been shuffling for? And maybe just give us a glimpse of like a little bit of like your childhood, like what, what you were, what what who you were, you know, okay. as, a, as a child. Okay, so I'm from Staten Island, Staten Island, New York. Always lived there, born and raised. Okay. Yep. And I lived in other places for a little bit of time. I actually, in second grade, I lived in London for a year, which is pretty sick. My mom had like a business trip, so she took us all there for a year, which is pretty cool. But other than that, only Staten Island. I've been shuffling for about three and a half years. <sighs> Amazing three and a half years, gotta say. Learned a lot. 
Time flies, right? Yeah, it's insane, you know. But um, but me before shuffling, or even just childhood, I was that kid that was just out playing all the time. So much energy. I lived on a on a block where there were just so many kids and so many families. So we'd have like this crew of people, you know, we'd play street football, we had a park right up the street. So we'd play basketball and baseball, all, all kinds of sports. And then when we were done, we'd all go back to my house or my friend Nick's house and we'd play video games. And so it's like this constant like video games, playing, you know, playing outside. And then as I got older, I started to develop uh, like interest in hobbies. That's when I found skateboarding. And that was probably my first like real hobby. That's when I fell in love with something. And, and it definitely shows in my shuffling. I feel it in the way that I like to like talk about moves or the way that I like a move to feel for me when I do it reminds me of uh, skateboarding sometimes. Which is so fun because it like it like will just bring me back, so uh, so that's really nice. And then, um, and then in college, I ended up getting into bodybuilding. I never stepped on stage, but I've always wanted to. I don't want to right now because it's way too much work. I understand what it takes. You'll be too top heavy. To exactly, shuffle, and that was actually an issue of mine at the beginning of my shuffle journey. I was like very top heavy. Um, but you know that's okay. I still, I still look good. I gotta say, like <laughs> when I was when I was really my prime, whew, man, I loved it. But um, but it is it's a lot of discipline and it's a lot of you know it's like a twenty four seven job with that kind of thing. So you know as time went on and then I discovered what shuffling was, um, bodybuilding kind of like regressed and then it gave birth to you know my new passion of shuffling. So. Yeah, that's a that's a little glimpse of yeah of me so far. A, a yeah. prior a prior, a prior Jesse life. to any uh, yeah to any kind of uh, glimpse of a shuffle journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's it's probably good that you you had those interests to begin with because I'm just thinking skateboarding coordination balance. You know, having your wherewithal of where your body is at any point in time, especially your foot, your feet. You know what I mean? Foot, footwork is huge with that. hundred percent. And then, you know, with bodybuilding, you know, creating the, you know, the skeletal muscle to support your your own weight and to, um, you know, just to be strong in, in your movements as well. Um, that Those seemed like they were the best primers for a, you know, a, a dancing and just in general, but, but shuffling, uh, most importantly, because it is very, it's very much a strenuous dance you know, that you need to have your wits about you. A hundred percent. I mean, with skateboarding, it's like all these little micro adjustments to your foot go a long way. And, and being able to recognize what kind of micro adjustments you need, like having that, like, like, uh, self like uh, reflection of like, okay, I need to just move my foot a little bit this way and it'll produce a different kind of flip. I take that to shuffling because it's like, okay, if I tweak my foot this way, it gives a different appearance. And now I'm able, like I took that skill of, you know, thinking about what I was doing and 
having like these little micro movements and now I can bring it to shuffling. And just like bodybuilding as well, I was able to take this mind muscle connection that I had and bring it to shuffling. So now that I'm like, okay, well, if I need to open up my body, like what muscles actually do that? Well, I need to like, you know, externally rotate my shoulder and then I'll be able to open up my body more. And so having those two, um, two hobbies as like a prerequisite to this dance were huge. And I mean, on top of that, skateboarding and bodybuilding, they're both a lot of discipline. So, you know, when you're trying to learn a new move, especially glides, like you have to be disciplined and you have to, you know, practice it over and over and over um, to really kind of like get, get it the way that you want it to look. And since I'm no stranger to having that kind of discipline, shuffling has, not to say it's been easier, but I've just been given the tools to go about it in a way that will progress me maybe faster. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about glides mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, and, 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 you know, with, with that discipline, because there are certain moves where you have to do it over and over and over again, and then continue doing it over and over and over again, if you want it to have the appearance, um, that is how you see it, how you want others to see it. And then how also you want just to feel in that move as well. And glides are one of those things that you have to constantly be working on because like you'll lose that strength, like that strength to go up on your, on your toe and then slowly lower it down. Um, it, it fades just as quickly or it, it, it's easy to, for it to fade and it's hard to build up that sort of thing. So, but we'll definitely get into that, uh, for sure. But I, um, that's, that's very cool forecasting on how you got to your, your shuffle journey. I'd like to know, you know, what was that moment or maybe just that timeline of where you, you became interested in this and, you know, where your, where your journey really started. Okay. So. It was at the beginning of PA school. I just got into I just got into PA school, and it was like it's just crazy. It, PA stands for physician assistant. It's like a, the way I describe it. It's like it's a doctor with half the responsibility and half the pay, but you know you still do everything pretty much as like a doctor does. You still order prescriptions and diagnose patients and all that kind of stuff. Um, so this is it was probably a, half the liability. Half too. the liability, a hundred percent. Sounds good to me. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Love being a PA, gotta say. Um, but I was just starting PA school and I recently broke up with a girl and um, my friend was like, dude, you, you, gotta, you gotta come out to a rave. And I was like, not really into the music. I wasn't really into like going out because I've gone out with him before. And he was like, look, this is, this is not what you're thinking. Like people actually go there because they enjoy the music, not because they're trying to get girls or whatever it may be. And I was like, you know, I gave it some thought. I was like, all right, let's do it. I'll go. And you know, I, my motto usually is like, I'll try it once. If I don't like it, I'll never do it again. And it worked, it's been working pretty good so far. Um, so I went to my first rave, loved it. Went to my second rave. And that's when I found shuffling. I went to some techno show, don't know who was playing because I was still very new at the time. And my friend was like, yo, you gotta come see the shuffle circle. I said, okay, 
I was like, I'm, I'm, I want to explore all of this. Mm -hmm. And it was this crazy big circle with this phone white light. And I just remember someone doing a running man and just moving across the floor like they were on ice. And I was like, they're a freaking wizard. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how they're doing that. And I was mesmerized. And then I literally remember telling myself, I was like, I'm going to wake up the next morning and I'm going to learn how to do this. And that's exactly what I did. I woke up the next morning and I Googled or YouTubed how to shuffle dance. I found this video. It was like, learn how to shuffle dance in five minutes. I was like, perfect. <laughs> and that was the end of it. Or honestly, that was the beginning of mm, it. Mm -hmm. And it just, it has transformed my life. Realistically, shuffling has really changed my life for the better, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm sure there's many, many facets to that, not just the, the physical element, the mental element, but also the communal element as well. Um, you know, that a lot of a lot of us get surprised by when we embark on this journey. Um, so from that from that moment of, you know, you found that YouTube video, you had this you know, inspirational moment at the at the show how did that progression look like for you in like the first six months and you could even break it up in like into into chunks if you want you yeah. know was there any frustrations that came from that were there any times that you wanted to quit um that it, maybe it wasn't worth it to to do x y and z for the dance okay so when i fell in love usually when i fall in love with a hobby like i fall hard so for I would say the first year, I was a crackhead mm. about shuffling, like crackhead. I literally did it probably every day. Um, and every time I went out, even if at that moment in time, I wasn't really feeling like going out, I was like, you know what, let me just go out for a little bit too. Um, I would come back, be in the best mood and be, and I live at home with my mom and dad. I live at home with my parents. Disclaimer. That's so really cool. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would come home and I'd be like, Mom, I just learned something new today and it blew my mind. I can't believe I did this. And she'd be so hyped for me and we talk about it. And and that was that was like like how it kind of went for six months. It was insane. And I couldn't even believe it because I've never had a hobby where every time I did it, I learned something new and it just made me feel better better than before I did it. Um, so that was that. And during that time, I, I, um, I found Nameless. I was like about two months, two, three months in, I started going to the Nameless meetups mm. and I was like, wow, there are, there are people like me out here. Like I'm hyped. I was, I was nervous as all hell going to those meetups going to the meetups though at least at the the first one i went to so nervous because you know i'm new i don't really know how to do this and there's gonna be so many so many people that are so much better than me and this and that but you know i went there and i went there with my friend sufasa and she introduced me to chicken i don't know if you i don't know if you know chicken mm, he's know. an og og nyc guy um and she was like Hey, this kid just starting like a couple started shuffling a couple months ago. Um, he literally knows nothing. Show him the way. 
And he was like, all right, let me show you how to running man. And so he really showed me how to running man. He did like the whole like side to side thing. And, uh, and I just kept going back to these nameless meetups and I would talk to people there and just be super enthusiastic and just like try and break out of the, like my comfort zone of just like shuffling in front of people. Cause there was limited space. Um, so as I kept talking to people, um, you know, and I kept supporting the scene. That's when Nameless was like, hey, we really, you know, we we noticed that you're like really into what we do. And that's when that's when they brought me on. So that's actually a really interesting story because I remember that day because I failed an exam and I was so sad because it was the first exam I ever failed in PA school. And then I went out and shuffled to clear my head and at the time, this was like during COVID time. So like we didn't really go out to like anywhere, or see people or whatever. Um, and I posted a story and I did like a shuffle for shuffle thing. And I tagged Jordan, the, the leader of Nameless or like the captain, one of the founders. And she was like, that's so funny that you tagged me because we were just talking about you and we want you to join Nameless. And my jaw, my jaw dropped because I, I was so happy because I can now be a part of something that makes me so happy and I can give, I can finally give back um, in, uh, you know, in a better way to the scene that has just been supporting me throughout this whole, just this whole six months. So, so that was huge. That was really big. That was at the six month mark, more or less, of your of your progression. That was room. actually at the six month mark. I wow. think it was April. Yeah, I started in October, and it and I think they I, they let me join in April. Okay, and just for the audience, because I know like collectives and crews and uh, different shuffle communities have different requirements for entry, or and then there's things that come with that. Um, what does that look like for nameless? Uh, excuse my ignorance. I just don't, I just don't know. Um, what, what are the requirements that go into that, um, to become like a member and also like, what are the expectations of you after that? Beautiful. It's, uh, it's very easy going. All you have to do is be able to shuffle. You don't have to <laughs> shuffle. Well, you just have to be able to do a running man realistically. And you just have to one support the scene and want to be involved and also just kind of mesh with the rest of the crew. Like how well do you get along with all these people? Mm. Because you're about to get a lot closer to them. So they want to make sure that you're not going to really cause any drama or anything like that. Um, and they want to know that, you know, you're there to have a good time, not start anything. And you're, you're here to dance, you know, you're here because you support the dance and you support the community and, you know, that's, that's what you love to do. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's been such a wonderful, wonderful journey being a part of Nameless. And I'm so happy still to be able to support the crew. I mean, I mean, I'm even a leader now. So that's incredible in and of itself. And uh, yeah, really, really thankful for that for that crew. Dude, that's I mean, that's the work that you've put in. That's the energy that you've put into this. Um, it's it's just a symptom of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sorry to throw out medical terms, but ah, no, you're good. <laughs> it's appropriate ah. in, this, in this sense. Um, 
but no, that's uh, it's it must have felt so good too for other people to recognize that as well. How much how much work and and energy and and passion you were putting into um, this interest, and you know probably felt good on the other on the other side um, too. So, but within you know at that at that moment and then maybe even before were there were there any because i always want to know and i think a lot of people experience this just the pure frustration that is sometimes involved with learning the dance you know like at what point in time were you able just to flow and not think about your dancing you know um because i i think a lot of people want to get to that point and it's a lot of rigor and struggle for them and then sometimes they don't even get there but if they had just applied themselves for maybe a couple more weeks, then they would they would have that moment where I'm not even thinking about this sequence of moves anymore. I'm just listening to the music and it's dictating how I'm going to respond to it. You know what I mean? What oh, 100%. What, what was that like? What was that progression up to that point, and then mm -hmm. how it made you feel during? Okay, so that actually took me a while to do because from skateboarding I'm very trick based, so. When I first started learning how to shuffle, I was like, oh, I'm gonna learn this trick and that trick and that trick and that trick and just kind of throw them all together and kind of make like a hodgepodge. And it's not gonna really, really make much sense, but it's all things that I thought looked cool, so I'm gonna learn how to do them. Um, and as time I want, I never really got frustrated with shuffling. It really took me a bit of time to really get frustrated. I would definitely say by a year, there were times where I was like, damn, like, I'm not really learning things these days. Like, I feel kind of stagnant in my my dancing. And that's when it got a little frustrating because I was so used to learning and just being so hyped and, like, um, having that experience each and every time I went out. And then I, when I wasn't having that experience every time I went out, I was it, – it, that was frustrating. Mm. Um, but nothing to deter me from stopping by any means. Um, in terms of when I wanted to – when I wanted to just flow and turn off, um, I feel like that kind of took a while for me because listening to the music requires you to have like muscle memory of moves that you can just kind of throw out. And I didn't, it, it took me a while to learn how to rock and then to learn how to running man. And, and so I would say, I would say by like maybe a year, I was a little bit more comfortable with the movement. And that's when I was able to really kind of like listen a little bit more um, and turn my brain off a little bit and just kind of flow a little bit better. Um, but even to this day, I'm still struggling with like listening to the music and, you know, trying to get my head, get my mind out of my head and more into my body mm -hmm. so that I can actually, you know, complement the music in the way that I would like to. So it, it honestly, that takes time. It's musicality, realistically, and it takes time. It, but I would say as, uh, as you start to get more comfortable with your moves, as they start to kind of like set in your body, that's when you can really start to expand yourself and play around and hear a song and hear a note in a song and be like, oh, this move complements that note. So maybe let me try that. 
And if it doesn't work, then maybe try it in a different way. And so it, it took a while for me. I would definitely say that for sure. But by the year mark, I was able to flow around and turn my brain off. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those listening and they feel maybe a little bit stuck, that's it takes time. It takes, it takes time. time. It's only a matter of time, though. Like your body will cooperate eventually. And then it becomes really, really fun. So it, fun. You you start to listen to music differently because of it. And you start to move your body and express yourself in ways that you couldn't even conceive of prior to that. So I, I think it's I think it's a um what do they call it? An inflection point mm. that people need to that that people ought to reach. Yeah. Because you know, you'd be selling yourself short if you don't, you know, get to that get to that stage and it's all relative you know you probably shouldn't judge yourself based off of when someone else hits that mark because someone might hit it before a year mark or someone it might take five years for someone else things like that but we should only judge our our own journeys not not the comparison of our journeys to someone else but um you had you had talked um about going through the like this initial um this initial phase of your shuffle journey mm-hmm. and how much you were getting from it. Mm-hmm. You know, every single time you you came back from a set, you're like, oh man, that was awesome for X, Y, and Z reason. And you seem very exci- excited about it, but there's many other facets that you've described that have given you, you know, just value and, and has benefited you throughout your journey. Um, and, you know, before our interview, we talked a little bit about these things, such as like, the emotional benefits that come from this, physical benefits, just giving yourself creative outlets, um, introspection on on yourself and, and how you're going about either the dance or, you know, the other physical elements that, that come with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then almost having it be like a, a moving meditation. Can you speak about, you know, really any of those or, or all of them? A hundred percent. Okay, so when it comes to like the emotional aspect, it was a it was a great form it was it was freedom for me realistically like i was able to free my mind of you know where i was at in life turn it off and you know sink into a new world in a world that i truly enjoyed being and not to say that you know during the time you know i was in pa school so i didn't love being in medicine i love i love medicine but it's also very stressful when I'm trying to cram so much information into my brain, you know, I kind of get overloaded and I need to turn my brain off. And that is what shuffling was there for. It was that, it was that freedom where I can leave, leave the world that I currently am in behind and enter a new world where, you know, I can learn how to express myself in ways that I've never been able to. Um, on top of that, it was able to let me be creative. Now that I'm free, I have the world is my oyster. I can choose whatever kind of setting or like kind of character that I would like to be now. You know, if I wanted to be in a little spaceship, I can just crouch in, be in my little spaceship with my little pea shooter, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and it was so fun because I could just kind of like move around and pretend like, you know, I'm in a little spaceship. And that, that's like refreshing because I'm a very creative person. And as you go through, you know, life and stuff like that, I feel like people lose that creativity. So it's like a nice way to like, kind of like hold on to that creative outlet. 
um, in a really healthy way. Um, on top of that, I will definitely say that this dance style gave me confidence. Confidence to just be who I am and it to, it for, like for that to be okay. Um, yeah. It's because, it's because when I'm choosing what moves that I wanna do, it's all my choice. And, and what I've noticed is that people, people like what I do. So that kind of boosts my confidence. And then eventually at some point I'm like, all right, well, I got swag now, you know, like people fuck with my style. Like I started dressing nicer. I started, you know, carrying myself better. And it just, you know, kind of blossomed into, you know, just having like this very like stable confidence. And, uh, and that's, that's really nice. Not to say that I didn't have it before with, um, uh, before, because bodybuilding really got me to that first first level of like, okay, I have confidence, I got muscle, I look good. Mm -hmm. But um, this was a different different level of confidence. You know, this was unbound by by physical body. You know, this was more like, okay, I'm comfortable with who I am, and and I I'm I'm happy with who I am, and that 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 really like fostered the confidence and it shows in my every day. Can I just interject yeah. uh, really quick? Um, so I, it's, it's really awesome that you're, that you're describing this. Cause I think this is becoming almost like a theme with, with just a couple of the people that I've had on the show, just that how shuffling has kind of bled into other aspects of their life. Uh, just via, via that that perception or feeling of freedom that you didn't have before of expression you know that builds that builds confidence um it shuffling is very unique in that you typically do it um with a group of friends that you know like and trust and when you express yourself in front of them it is a very strong and and then they accept you for that expression it's a very strong data point for you that every every single time you decide to express yourself and it's completely um, congruent with how you're actually feeling inside and it's a true representation of that. And then they give you that approval time and time again. It almost rewires your brain into into like into knowing that people accept you, you know, and will accept you and that you're good at something and that you're a competent and proficient individual and then that so you can take that that came from the dance but you can take that and apply it in so many other areas the way that you dress the way that you know you go about getting that getting that job or going into that interview or whatever else how you're carrying yourself and i think it's it's amazing it's amazing that this dance has the power to do that and it's done it time and time again so I just wanted to add that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I could not agree more. I mean, like, I mean, like, with the confidence, it, it really helped me through PA school to be like, look, you're on the right path. Keep doing this. You can get through this. Like, you have this ability. Like, like you can do this. So the confidence from, from shuffling really, 
really supported me through PA school. And then even after PA school, when I was studying for the exam, really helped. And then getting my first job and, you know, what I, what I do now, I'm, I'm a neurosurgical PA. This is like some really intense stuff. And, you know, without having that confidence that I was, that shuffling, you know, kind of fostered in me, there is no way I would take something like that. You know, it's so much responsibility, but I knew because of, because of what I've been through, um, that I was able to handle that kind of responsibility and, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, I just have to pay so much respect to shuffling for that, for the ability that it, uh, for the confidence it has given me. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, man. And, uh, like I said, I don't think we're the only two people no. that uh, we've had that experience, um, with dance and it continues to blow my mind. And that's also why I think that we're, we're so hell bent on supporting like the the shufflers who are coming up in the ranks and because i would i would never want to see that opportunity to have that kind of experience to like diminished or taken away from someone um, because they don't have the proper support structure around them because you know a lot of a lot of the homies that we know um they've they've gone through they've gone through that and have had the necessary support um, to have the same result. Um, but there's probably a lot of people that we just don't know of because either they didn't, they weren't fully immersed in the community or, um, you know, they were kind of like a closet shuffler. I know I was that for like six months. So um, it, it took time for me to, to immerse myself in the community, but there could have been a point in time for me or for someone else where they didn't reach that that point where like that inflection point that we were talking mm -hmm, about where you mm -hmm, can just mm -hmm. flow. I'm sure there's one for that confidence that you also feel and just people acknowledging um, that you're a good dancer. You know how to move in your own body. You're expressing yourself the way that you, the way that you want to um, things in that regard. So it's um, it's where I think I think being like community oriented is a way of like giving that to to other people or giving them the best shot at that you know because it's it's something that's profoundly affected your life something that's profoundly affected my life and a lot of like the guests that i've had on um so and and with that you know you are very community oriented and um that's another aspect of shuffling that um maybe you didn't see coming <laughs> um is how robust and and how um, strong the shuffle community has been for you. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that? Just the the relational network that you've kind of stepped into since you've started uh, shuffling. Absolutely. So I want to play off of like the whole support and encouragement thing because that is like that's what that's one thing I've really noticed about the community, and that's why at a club or at a rave or at a festival or something like that, and I see someone dancing and they're you know throwing it down or whatever, whether they're, they're whether they're good or not or whatever it may be, they're just moving their body. I'll always go up to them and be like, yo, that was great. I really appreciated your movement. Like, you know, and then just strike up a conversation because now we have that instant, con instant connection of like, oh, you're a shuffler. Like I'm into shuffling, blah, 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 blah. So it, it's it, the support and encouragement literally lends to just like instant connection, which I love about um, this community. Um, 
as well as, let me think. <laughs> we're talking we're just talking about community and how uh yeah dude <laughs> i trust me trust oh me like God. you know there's there's probably a lot of of different you know relationships that you've made and um just the collectives that you've been a part of whether it be your extended fam over here and yes, 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 yes or yes, like yes, i was yes, nameless yes. or the yeah. experiences that you've had yeah. With, like your different battles and stuff like that. Okay, but, perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes, I agree. Okay, so community aspect. So there's this building friendships, right? So as as I realized like throughout the community, I've no like, you know, throughout the journey, sorry, I kind of like gravitated towards the crackheads of shuffling. Those that are just like so addicted because I have been very addicted. Yeah. And um, they're your people. They are my people. <laughs> they are 100%. So it's interesting because like as I gravitate towards them, you know, I start to find people that are on, on my same, same wavelength. And then, you know, I, I've met a couple people, you know, my friend Sean, he's one of my best friends now. I've only known him for like a couple years. But, you know, he's like, he's up there with like some of my best friends that I've known mm. for 10 plus years, 15 years, you know? And it's like through shuffling, I was able to make this kind of connection that I would never have thought I would, I would be able to make someone on a level of a best friend at, you know, I'm 30 years old. So like to meet someone in my, you know, t like 27, 28, and to have them be like a best friend caliber was shocking. Um, great dancer and great musician as well. He, he freaking kills it. Yeah, he really does. Impressive. Multi-talented. Very. Mm. Um, and I mean, as well as Allie, I mean, meeting her has been, you know, such a, such a blessing realistically. Like she, it's interesting because she's actually at the same level of like, or at like the same timeline in, in her shuffle journey. So like some realization that I'll have, she'll also have in a different way from a different mentor or something like that. And it's so cool to just like hear how she like learned this lesson and like I share how I learned the lesson and then it kind of like solidifies the lesson because I heard it again from a different way. Amazing. Yeah. And and she's a shuffle crackhead too. So Yeah. <laughs> there's no way I could not date a shuffle crack. If I'm dating a shuffler, they're gonna be a crackhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. The, you know, it's it's binary. It's like, okay, either you're a crackhead or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, can we go on a tangent real quick? Yeah, for that? sure. Shoot up. Um how did you guys meet? Because I got a little bit of the story when I had Allie on. She was uh, uh episode one. Um, shout out to Allie. She's here somewhere. She's she's in the apartment <laughs> building. I don't know what she's doing, but um, she came and visited too. But um, yeah, how did how did you meet her, and how did that relationship kind of blossom blossom? And then I will have a follow up question. Okay, wow, it's pretty it's pretty interesting actually. Okay, so she's in uh, a master's program right now in Colorado, and she was taking a year off, and she was moving back to Maine. And, bef you know, and she was driving there. So she was going to go straight back, but she talked to her friend Jackie, one of her best friends. And Jackie was like, oh, I'm going to this techno festival in New York, Time Warp. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll meet you there. So Allie drove to New York. And this was 2021, I believe. 2021? 2021? 2021? 
I think that, that's 2021. Yeah, yeah, 2021. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is 2021. And November 2021, actually November 18th and 19th, 20, 2021. Um, so she came to this festival. I saw her dancing. I thought she was incredible. And I ended up talking to her. And I, I, haven't, I haven't shown her any of my moves yet, but I was talking to her. I was like, wow, you're a really good dancer, blah, blah, blah. And she... she Originally, she was like, "Oh, this kid is so nice. Like, whatever. Like, he's probably just another like, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a ring boy. goer. Fan yeah, boy. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, get him all the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then I, I did my thing, and she was like, "Okay, well, this kid knows how to dance." Mm. And then we just started like talking and cracking out and this and that. And then um, second night, she wore a cloak, and it, she literally looked like a wizard. And I was like, this is the wizard of my dreams. <laughs> like, like this, this feels very familiar. So, so then we, we vibed all throughout Time Warp. Um, I actually made a move on her, but she rejected me. Hmm. Happens to the best of us. It does. It does. <laughs> but at the end of that festival, she, while I was getting my coat, she hugged me. And I was like, oh, it's not over. Mm. So I kept in touch with her. And that was before the, the her challenge, right? Before her okay. challenge, yep. yeah. Before so that's how you cut it okay. exactly. So we were involved. talking here and there, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking here and there, and um, and I tagged her in um, in a video, you know, like a shuffle for shuffle thing. And she was like, Oh my god, you got to do my challenge! Mm. And I was like, I got the time, okay, let's do it. <sighs> what a challenge! It was that was that was quite a time. Yeah, so. I was uh, some of my best flows, honestly, during that challenge. And I, I, I look back to this day. I'm like, how the hell did I do this? And it was it was it was a great challenge. I learned a lot. I learned how to express myself in different ways, learned how to bring different elements of like my hobbies of like bodybuilding. And I was like learning how to do archery at the time and skateboarding and like kind of like melding it in. And she had a lot of good prompts for to bring a lot of whatever we were doing in life at the moment into shuffling. So she did a great job. Yeah, that. she she did an absolutely phenomenal job. And then after that challenge, she was like. I'm going to come to New York. Um, and I was like, okay, you want to stay with me? I have to ask my parents first. And she, she, <laughs> she cracked up. This is, this is after like us talking about, it. she cracked yeah. up and she was like, okay, let me know. And I asked my parents and they were okay with it. And she came and we went to city Fox. And that was one of the most magical, like, events that I think I've ever been to. What, so, was, what was it? City Fox is just like, um, it's like a, I think it's like a, like a two-day event at the Brooklyn Mirage where they, you know, have like just a bunch of DJs mm. uh, in a couple different rooms. And, and it, this was the first time I that I've ever had like a girlfriend or like a love interest. Because mm. she wasn't my girlfriend at the time. That needs to be clear, too. When, and that was like very much established between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was the first time I ever had like a real love interest at, a, you know, at a rave. Mm -hmm. And it was just so much fun, especially because she's such a crackhead about shuffling. And it, it was just amazing. But a very lovely time. And then after that, um, after that, we just kind of like kept talking more and more. We kind of established that like we would be partners um, 
because we still, you know, we're long distance and we didn't really know each other that well. So we didn't want to like fully commit, you know, that's like a little like rushing it too much, you know, yeah. you know, something that we've noticed in our past relationships is that we kind of like rush into stuff and like kind of like get overly attached or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we were like, no, 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 we're going to play it cool this time. Like, like slow roll, slow roll. Yeah. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. We're still going to talk and we're going to still kind of like, you know, give this like, you know, work the work this whole thing out. Yeah. Over time. We kept visiting, you know, I visited her the next time. And that's when I went to Global. Mm. Global was so fun. So, so fun. And then she came back and, you know, she came back to New York. And then during that interval of us, you know, going back and forth between each other, we like decided to, you know, make it official and be like, yeah, still the deal. And be like, all right, like, I'm down. Like, you're worth it. You know, she has like so many qualities that I look for in an individual. It's interesting. Like. I, I developed like um, a number of qualities that I wanted to have in what I call a co-pilot. It's not, it's not like a girlfriend, or, you know, it's not like a partner. It's a co-pilot, someone that's like, you know, the five qualities are like dependability or like reliability, creativity, empathy, introspection, and independence. Those were the five things that I looked for in someone. And she had all of them plus, plus. And as I started to learn more and more about her, that's when I realized the plus aspects. And she is just a phenomenal individual. So I'm really, really lucky to have her as a girlfriend. How is it dating a shuffler? Because I know that that can maybe get complicated at times with social circles merging and things like that. You become very... you. The, the relational network behind it is very strong. So like, you know, if things don't work out or whatever, mm. there's some complexities there and whatnot. But it's also easier because, you know, I've also I've uh, kind of what you were talking about when you have someone that you bring to a rave and I know what I'm going to be doing the whole time. I know I'm going to be dancing. I'm going to be dancing and, and vibing, vibing the hell out. Um, but having maybe almost like feeling if someone isn't a shuffler or doesn't have the same interests as you, whether in the music or whatever else, um, maybe having to like entertain that person mm. or kind of detaching from what you want to do exactly. So like there's pro there's definitely pros and cons, um, obviously, but you know, how is it dating a shuffler? Is it everything that you, that you wanted it to be? Yeah. Could you see yourself dating yeah. anyone else after after this? <laughs> oh, you know what? And don't let me get you in trouble with any of the no, questions. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Honestly, it's actually that's a it's a tough question to ask in terms of like, would I date another shuffler again if yeah. Ali and I ever did break up? Um I I have to see what it's like after we break up. Mm. I don't want that to happen. Allie, let, <laughs> yeah. let the record show. Allie, I don't want to break up with you. Look at me. Allie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because the thing is, is like, I don't know, you know, Allie and I, we just, we talk about shuffling a lot. Um, and, you know, our, our journeys and what we're learning and like, you know, we lab moves together. She shows me something. I'm like, oh, I really like that. I'm going to mess around with it. And so like her input is like now imprinted on my style and vice versa so like i i have no idea what it's like if we broke up and then to know that like 
I derived that move from something that she told me, mm. like that would that would hurt. Yeah, so I don't know if I'd want to go through something like that again because I love shuffling so much. And maybe I would want to have that divide. You know, I just don't know. Yeah, that's you yeah, know very very insightful. You yeah, know what I mean, but yeah, it, it'll it won't come to that. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm just I'm just super interested because. You know, that's something that, that I deal with, yeah. you know, I'm a single guy, I'm, you know, in the shuffle scene. It, I love, like, I love it. And I realize like the pros and cons of, you know, being involved with someone who's also in the shuffle scene. And, um, it's just, uh, it's a, it, it can be seen as a dilemma or I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. Stop. I've, I've heard, a, I've heard a lot of like difficult stories about, you know, like people being this, in the same shuffle crew or something mm. like that. And then it not working out well. And then someone has to, to leave or, you know, or it gets ostracized because they're like, oh no, we can't have you in the circle. Like you can't be in this crew because, yeah. you know, now this is going to cause beef, you know? So people take sides. Exactly. Get, exactly. In, in that regard. Yeah. 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 So... So yeah, in that regard, it, it is a it's it does get a little hairy, but I do have to say, like going through it right now, this is it's awesome because I she can relate to me in ways that you know someone that's not a shuffler, you know they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to understand. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, or at least more easily, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can probably describe it and and have them a part of your shared experience to the point where they're like okay you know i kind of get it but as for like the rigors of learning the dance things like that if your partner just isn't interested you know they won't have that perspective they'll have other 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 worldly perspectives yeah um, around it but maybe maybe not but like not that. as direct as like doing yeah. it yourself yeah yeah so exactly well it sounds like Ali has very much been a mentor to you throughout, you know, your journey and probably vice versa as well. Oh, it's, it seems 100%. like it's very much a symbiotic relationship, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. um, but you've also talked about, you know, many different mentors um, that that you've kind of had throughout your progression. Chicken being seems like the, the first one. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ali is very, <laughs> Ali very much closely um, uh, after that. Are there any other mentors that have kind of paved the way for you? And um, I guess what, what kind of lessons have you derived uh, from? Wow. Okay. So I just want to for let the, for the like set the record straight in Send terms it. of like chronological order. Send it. So it's a very interesting like. So Charles is definitely one of my mentors for sure. Bambi. I mean, he was day one. Yeah, Bambi. Um, whether Chicken was the first versus Charles is really interesting. I tried to like think about it. And it's interesting because once, so maybe, so maybe Chicken was the first, but once Charles noticed that I was really into this and actually progressing, he was like, bro, let me help you out. Mm. Ba, 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 spit, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was like, let me spit some knowledge on you and just kind of like guide, guide you a bit. And I would come to him and ask him questions about like, oh, like I'm trying to like, create this move or something like that and like what's your process or you know as now that i'm starting to battle he is just like he is ringside ringside coach yeah oh for sure for sure so he has a lot of input when it comes to like how do you style on someone or like how do you like what are the some tactics so it's definitely like chicken charles alley and another really important mentor of mine has been Julian, Duck Boy. Mm -hmm. He, 
is interesting because because he kind of like piecemeals the lessons to me. Like he'll see me doing a move, he'll like kind of scoot on over and he'll be like, I see what you're doing there. And I like it. How about like, you know, try it a different way. Like what would that feel like, you know? And see what that would mean. Or like try and try and maybe hit it to a different part of the of a track and see how that works. And so like he would say something like that and just kind of like dip out mm. and let me think about it. And then I would come back to him and he would recognize that I learned the lesson that he was trying to tell me. And he'd be like, okay, so you, so you thought about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I had to think of X, Y, and Z and I played around with the move and now it makes a whole lot more sense. Um, so he's been, he's been really big actually in, and, and battling as well. He's another amazing, intense battler. He knows how to style on people. He, he, he really, he really goes in depth with it. So, uh, in terms of like lessons that I've learned, in terms of lessons, I would say it's learn a move and then use that move in like, you know, as I was saying, like different ways, like, okay, you hear, you hear the song playing this way, try and use that move to, to like make it work in the song. You know, like how does the song dictate the move? Mm. Like, do you have to change the way you get into that move? Or do you have to change the way you get out of that move? Or do you have to change what side you do that move on in terms of like, if you want to do it forwards or going backwards or something like that. So he really, he really kind of like opened my eyes with that. Um, and I'm sure there are many more, many more lessons. Yeah. I, I like, I can't remember what he specifically taught me, but it's, it's interesting. There's one, like he didn't specifically teach me, but I remember one instance where I was shuffling and he was watching me dance. And because he's such a good dancer, I kind of get a little nervous around him. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, he's watching me dance. I like, and he expects me to be good. Obviously, this is my own projections. Like, he expects nothing. He expects me to just do. Mm -hmm. um, but I expected him to expect me to be good. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to do moves that I think are good. They may, they, might, they may not necessarily make sense, but they're good moves. Mm -hmm. So I would do them. But it just felt ingenuine. And it kind of did not feel right with me. So did it look right with him either or uh, half and half? Sometimes it did. Sometimes it didn't. Yeah. But um, but I started to realize that I need to I need to break away from this idea of, OK, people are watching me because they think I'm good to people are watching me because they like what I do well, in terms of like like what I choose to do, not necessarily that I'm good. And they want to, they expect a show, but it's like, they fuck with my style and that's all that should really, like, if they fuck with my style, that's great. Like, I'm going to choose the moves that I want to do, you know? And if they, if they fuck with that, then that's amazing. But if they don't, then they don't have to watch me. Yeah. And as I started to kind of like change my mindset of like, I have to be good to, I do what I want to do. And it just naturally naturally is good um was was huge because i removed this shackle of like oh i have to be good to i'm gonna do me 
And if people don't fuck with me, then you don't have to watch me. Yeah, turn and if around. You, exactly. Exactly. But if, you, but if you fuck with what I do, then keep watching by all means. So that was huge. Huge. And I think, I think it's so applicable to going into the circle and I, and, or going into the ring. You know, like those two things, people are watching you and people are expecting you to be good. But people are just expecting you to do you. And if they want to watch you, then let them watch you. But if they don't want to watch you, then they can just easily walk away or turn around. You know what I mean? So it really relieved that pressure of going into something so daunting like a battle or going into the ring and, or I mean into the circle. And it has just been so, so like game changing for me because – because it was not only just people watching me. It like, I also kind of adopted, like I, I cultivated this during this MHS challenge that just happened. Um, because I didn't have that much time to, uh, to dance. So I couldn't really put out my best work compared to, my, compared to Ali's challenge last year. This is the January M uh, MHS challenge that uh, Allie and I hosted. Yes, uh, yes. This, this past January. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much, by the way. Yeah. Incredible <laughs> challenge. Really, really, I pulled an incredible life lesson away from that. And it was like, okay, like, you know, I'm so busy all the time. I'm working like crazy. I only have five minutes to dance. I'm not going to put out my best work. I'm going to put out whatever I want. I'm happy that I, I even got to dance for five minutes today. And... Whatever. If people don't want to watch my stories, you don't have to watch my stories. Yeah, you, you did know? it for you. I did it for yeah. me. Exactly. And that was the intention that I set with this challenge. So as I was going throughout the challenge, I'd, you know, play one. I would literally, I would call it one and dones. I'd play one track, set my phone up, dance for five minutes, pick it up, edit it real quick, put it online, and, and just be on with my life. Mm. And then some of it was cool. Some of it was trash. And I was like, whatever. If it's trash... So be it. Don't watch it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, this is just me doing me. And it was, it was when I got to the second nameless battle that I really was able to cement that mentality of like, I'm going to do what I do and move how I move. And I'm not going to care what other people think. And if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. Um, because when I, when I stepped into the ring, I was dancing for me. I wasn't dancing to try and prove a point. I wasn't dancing because people thought I was good and I needed to be good. I was dancing because I love shuffling and I wanted to do, I wanted to represent myself the way that I wanted to represent myself. And that was with glides and toe stalls and whatever kind of spins that I do and, or body waves or whatever. And it just felt so natural and genuine. And it really like that was the that was the nail on the coffin to say, OK, I dance for me and nobody else. And that was like that. That truly was when the shackles were freed. Like so that, that was a huge lesson. It's it, and it's amazing that, you know, a mentor and it seems like the it seems like the, the mentor instilled it in you initially. And then the the challenge was able to help you just uh um, exercise that muscle mm -hmm. of not of doing it just for you and um 
it's really awesome to hear, man. Cause like, I, you know, I struggle with that too. And I think, yeah, that's also a common thing that a lot of us struggle with is performance anxiety. You know, in a battle, you are more or less performing. Um, there, you know, it's a square and there's a crap load of people, you know, watching you. And then there's three in particular, sometimes more, who are really scrutinizing you and casting very strong judgment as to how you're, you know, you're doing what you're doing. And that's a lot of pressure, but it doesn't need to be, you know what I mean? It's all, it's all perception, right? And yeah, at the end of the day, if you're just going in and you're labbing, then you're probably going to do better than if you've structured something in your head as to how you want to go about it. And I, I think this is a, this was a really good primer uh, for me, just everything that you just described, because um, AR Project is coming to Denver uh, tomorrow, which we're stoked on, by the way. And uh, yeah, shout out AR Project, uh, Raw Sessions and Shuffle Babes. They do a great job with like the visual arts and how that uh, crosses over with shuffle dancing. Um, but they're going to be here. They're going to have equipment. Um, we're going to be at a dope spot and cameras are going to be on us, you know, and, I'll, and there's going to be a, a solid group there. We're all very proficient dancers, I think. And but I think there's going to be a lot of that performance anxiety. You know, I I don't I don't mind dancing in front of the homies and stuff because, you know, going back to that point that I made, like I've done that many times before and I've gotten acceptance from you know my friend group as to how i dance and so i'm very very comfortable with that but with a camera on you you know oh. and it being blasted out to the world there's probably going to be a little bit of anxiety going on in that circle and at the end of the day if if your mindset is just i'm doing this for me i'm just having fun like the the music is kicking and you know i'm just about to just get after it that, that I think that needs to be the mindset, you know, going into that. And I just really appreciate you, you know, sharing that and how you've come to grips with that throughout the year or throughout the years that you've been doing this because it's I'm still trailing behind. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That that is tough for me. That it, is very tough. I think it's it's 100 percent. It's a tough for a lot of people. And it's and I, you know, if I if I had someone tell me this kind of story, you know, I guess I would sit and think about it. But realistically, I feel like you have to go through it yourself and like try and figure out this break because Allie's been through the same thing, but it's a different it's a different mindset for her. It it wasn't the anxiety of like, oh, people think I'm good, so I got to be good. It was to, when I talked to her about it and how she broke away from this whole like performance anxiety, even though, you know, we all still get it from time to time. It was like I need she needed to prove to herself that she was good. And once she proved to herself that she was good, like the shackles were broken for her. So it's, it's, you know, the same setting of this performance anxiety. It's, well, what's the dialogue in your head that, it, you know, that is bringing you down and giving you anxiety in this whole thing. And then once you really address that, in, that dialogue, then you can really make strides to, to releasing the shackles. Yeah, that's, I think that's self that self-talk, that, that self-dialogue that you have really does dictate how your, how your body is feeling, mm -hmm. how your mind is feeling, how you're approaching that, that whatever situation you're finding that is putting pressure on you to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I, yeah, if, if it was up to me, 
it would be freedom at all times, but uh, that's hard to, it's hard to achieve. And yeah. I think that's why, that's another reason why shuffling is so amazing. Cause it's like this mental jujitsu that you're doing with yourself all the time. And you know, you're, you're constantly training, not only your body, but, but your mind, um, to overcome these things. And then there's parallels to that. If you're able to deal with performance anxiety with dance, chances are you could probably, you know, do some, uh, uh, what do they call it? We're doing it right now. Um, open speaking or what, yeah, what's it, yeah, what's yeah. it oh, called? Oh, like improv or something like I that. Improv or, um, uh, like the Toastmasters stuff. Um, when, when you just get up and speak in front of people, uh, oh, the, like the public term speaking. for public speaking. There oh, you yeah, go. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Thank got you. you. Got you. Um, that, you know, you, you might be a little bit more confident in that. Um, cause that, that has a, a certain element of performance, uh, with it. I remember I used to get, you know, clammy hands and stuff when I used to go out on the wrestling mat cause kind of same stuff. Mm. You're it's two guys in the middle of a mat with a whole, with a, not a stadium, but like a whole gymnasium of people and stands and stuff. And you're the center of attention and you need to perform. Um, so I, I think I just say all that to say that, you know, shuffling has a very unique way of you coming to grips with being the center of attention and the performance that sometimes, or yeah, the, the pressure of that performance that, that goes with it. So, um, I don't want to detach from the like the the topic of battles okay. um, too too soon because you're you've had some very stellar performances and you've had a lot of um, a lot of insightful and um, just experiential knowledge that you've imparted on me mm-hmm. um, when I was getting ready for the MHS kill off things like that. So you've you've gone you've had a, a you know a couple um, battle experiences doing the FTS um, online submissions and mm-hmm. then also being a part of the nameless um, battles. You know, could you just maybe describe some of the best practices that you've found um, from battling, preparing for battle, for preparing for battles? Um, and yeah, just, just your whole mindset um, about it. And, you know, we, we've definitely already talked about just not having that, you know, pressure to perform and just to be doing it for yourself. But is there any other mindsets or best practices around it that you can impart on us? Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to battling, it's the mindset that you need to have is like, you are the shit. And like your style and your moves are the best, better than whoever's over there. Mm. And that, you you need to bring that confidence in with you. So that's like, having that confidence kind of seeds for everything else it 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 affects your intro because the way battles kind of work for me it's like you got an intro where it's like that like five second or whatever like you like kind of like warm up and kind of show people all right what is this guy about to do or what is this person about to do and then you have like the meat and it's like for me you know everyone has their own formula but i like to throw one power move if i need to throw a power move i want to throw one power move in so i i I go into a, a round being like, all right, I got this power move. I'm going to feel out the song and see where I can insert it. And then you have like the outro, which is like, you know, how are you going to end this, this flow in a way that is stylish and kind of like just puts like that nice bow on everything that you do. So first is the mindset that you're, you're the shit. And then having that structure of, intro 
meet like intro, like kind of like filler with maybe a power move or maybe like like something that, you know, is genuine to you um, that like is like, you know, maybe like a signature of some kind. And then that outro of, okay, like I tied it all together. I cleaned it up. I did something that was just like simple, clean, smooth. Um, so that's like, that's like two things right there. And then another part is now you got to play with your opponent. And depending on if you go first or second, um, really will dictate how well you can play with your opponent. I mean, it just changes the way you play with them. If you go first, right, you don't have anything to go off of except for what they're either known for um, or what they've done in maybe an earlier round. Mm -hmm. So if you can take maybe like, you know, maybe they have like a certain like move that they like to do or something like that, you can kind of like make fun of it. This is something that I learned from uh, Julian because he is so good at doing this. But like maybe they have like a certain style or certain move that they do and you literally take it and you – you show the judges and you show the audience and you'd be like, this move is stupid. Yeah. Let me show you why. And you do a <laughs> stupid pose with it and it, it looks ridiculous, but it shows that like your opponent is, is whack, you know? Mm. Or if you go second, you could take something that your opponent did and you could be like, I'm going to do it better. Like you did something like you could start out to kind of like mimic their stuff and then you start to just rip it in a way that is just so much nastier than them that like whatever they did their first round doesn't even matter. So there's like that aspect to it. Um, and then another aspect is engaging with the audience, engaging with the audience and engaging with the judges. And that's important because your goal is to make the judges think that you're better than the opponent. And how do you, how do, you do that if you don't communicate with them? Mm. You know, like when you're dancing, like, yeah, you should be focused on your opponent, but like look over at the judges every now and then and be like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, I always give like a little salute and be like, I'm here and I'm here to show up and like, this is how I'm throwing down, mm -hmm. you know, like really engage them. And then look at the, look at the audience as well, because you want the audience on your side. When you hear that the audience is on your side, it makes you do better. Mm -hmm. So engage with the audience. You know what I mean? Like look around, like give a smile, you know, give a smirk, you know, give a head nod or something or like, like, a, you know, raise your arms up and something like yeah. that and really like hype them up. And that like, those are some like, Things I've noticed about like battling it, and the uh, the audience, you know, no, judging doesn't happen in a vacuum. You know, yeah. when they hear the audience is favoring one person versus the other, and you've engaged with them in a meaningful way, they're probably inclined to kind of lean towards towards your corner, unless there's anything that really stands out. That would be to the contrary, you know. So Very true. There, you know, we're we're social creatures. We look for acceptance or admonishment mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. from other people, you know, whether we want to or not. It's very much in our DNA. And uh, so, doing the yeah, getting the audience involved and the judges, you're hit it. You're kind of covering all your huge, bases. <laughs> huge. Very cool, man. Yeah. And that, yeah, that seems to be of a similar vein that, you know, how we were on a phone call for probably like an hour and a half, um, you know, mid-October, because the, the, the kill-off yeah, was yeah, yeah. at the end of that month. And I was just like, Jesse, like, lay it on me, man. I need to know, like, what I need to do. And uh, unfortunately, I, um, I, I didn't qualify for the 
for the top 32 or 16 to get into the bracket. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I definitely did try and, and implement do, some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah implement yeah, yeah. some of it. And it's all practice at the end of the day. 100%. Um, you know, that wasn't my first battle, won't be my last. Um, and there was a lot of talent there, so I can't really beat myself up. Yeah. But the, yeah, the information that you gave me that, that, uh, and during that conversation, I think it's, I think it's actually in the snap. Ah. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a picture of it and yeah, put it on the yeah, show notes, yeah. all the notes that I, that I jotted down and you bounce it off of, you know, that you just describing it. But, um, I really appreciated your help, uh, during that time. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely a remnant of the mentors that you've had and um you put your own spin on it and it's gonna those all those different um packages of of information that each each of you guys have will be more palatable to one person than the other and i think you know yours was very much uh instilled in me and you you can kind of talk my yeah, language yeah, we're both yeah. a little bit like structured in, yeah. in how we think we're not like very uh like willy-nilly or use ambiguous terms um so when you were when you were really like giving me that lesson, it, it was, um, I, I had an easy time really um, integrating it mm -hmm. into- Like digesting it. Yeah, digesting yeah, it yeah, and yeah. then putting it into practice and mm -hmm. then eventually doing it at the, at the kill off. So, nice, nice, yeah. nice. I highly recommend battling. It's a line, like it's a, it's a conversation that you have with someone that is like totally different than mirroring, totally mm -hmm. different just like dancing with friends. It is like, it, you learn a lot. You learn a lot through battling. You know, I you know I see someone do a move, and I'm like, I'm gonna do that move. That will actually looks sick. I'm gonna do it my way. Yeah. So it's like you will literally level up from this conversation that you're having with someone. I highly recommend it for all those that you know want to get into it but are a little nervous. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Maybe message uh, Jesse. Hey yo, yeah, hit <laughs> me up. Awesome man, awesome. Well, yeah, I think a lot of uh, value was was portrayed in those last five minutes. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, but as for the conversation, I think we're, we're probably going to wrap up. Um, but I'm going to now ask you uh, five questions that I ask every guest um, of the Shuffle Curious podcast. This is the world famous final five. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we're going to, um, you know, just fire these, fire these off at you. And, um, you know, see how your responses might line up to past guests, future guests, uh, whatever else. I might make like a Excel spreadsheet uh, and, and get everyone's <laughs> responses down to see if there's any commonalities yeah. or just total outliers as well. I think that'd be very interesting. Fair. But uh, for the first question, um, what is your favorite music genre? Okay, so I kind of like bounce around, you know. Before EDM and all that, I was really into metal. I was really into like folk music. Yeah, I know. Metallica. Uh, not Metallica. Megadeth. 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 I'm sorry. Megadeth, it blows Metallica out I of the saw. water. Sorry. Way more, way more hardcore. I think the um, guitar, wasn't the guitarist yeah, from he, Megadeth in Metallica? Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah he got yeah. caked out and he made his own. So, so much more badass. Yeah, exactly. So I really liked metal and weirdly enough, like folk music and stuff like that. And then... In terms of like when it get when I got into EDM, I I really fell into techno, of course, dark techno, and I also love dark side trance, incredible genre. Mm. Um, but yeah, I kind of like bounce around. Like you know, some months I'll really be into trance, or some months I'll be really into house. So it's kind of like wherever the winds blow, sort of thing. How I'm feeling like in this time period because. 
Like I'll get sick of one genre and then I'll go to another genre and just fall in love all over again. Mm. And then I'll go back to the old genre, you know? But, uh, but yeah, so it's hard to like kind of say what my favorite genre is, yeah. especially now that I'm getting into uh, Jokin, Memphis Jokin. It's like a different kind of, it's like a lot of glides, a lot of toast stalls, that kind of business. And uh, yeah, so that kind of changes my music preference as well because it's a lot of rap music mm. and also like wave funk and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it kind of bounces around. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And oh, we just have to talk about it real quick. You are you are an extremely proficient glider. Uh, um, yeah. And I just have never I've never really seen a shuffler impl implement uh glides the way that you have. What's up with that? Like where 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 does the where did the passion for that? Mm -hmm. Cuz that's a hard discipline, you know? Yeah. Um, it 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 requires like a lot of strength in your in your lower extremities and then fine motor skills to accommodate that and then you know everything else like your arm flow becomes completely different as well because it's not necessarily a repetitive motion anymore it's something that is kind of drawn out and has accent to it where did you where did you pick that up where did you um like gain the inspiration mm. to really go down that rabbit hole of glides and i'm gonna put some stuff in the show notes of just you know how you look yeah, like yeah, you're just yeah. slipping around on ice <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually really interesting. I first was introduced to glides because I saw some videos that Tupole put out. And I know he's not really making videos these days, but his glides were so clean and they just blew my mind. So, you know, straight wizard over there. I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I would literally clip his clip his videos and I would just go back and forth and seeing what foot he used and how he did it and what he did with his body and all this kind of business. And I literally learned the glides that he learned. And then I was like, okay, but there's gotta be more out there. Randomly on Instagram, I discovered this guy, his name's like Javier something. I don't know, but he did this unbelievable glide across this like nice cement floor. And I was like, that is what I want to do. I need to learn this style. Like, what is this style called? And that's when I discovered Memphis Chuckin. Mm -hmm. And Memphis Chuckin is this, it's like kind of new. It started in, in Memphis, Tennessee and like the like underground clubs. And, and their whole MO is literally glides, toe stalls, like body waves popping. Like it's a very like hodgepodge of, of, uh, of dance styles, but it, it is just so it's just so stylish that I was like that that's where I need to drive my inf inspiration from mm. and so I just would watch like random chicken videos and just like immerse myself in that culture a bit and that's honestly where I derive a lot of my moves from a lot of my like I like you know, like weird poses and pointing and mm -hmm. body waves to something and then transferring that into a glide and like all the toe stalls that I really get. Like a lot of them come from Jokin. And I just like, I because I love the style, I utilized shuffling as like my foundation. And then I just ported all of these Jokin moves to uh, shuffling and that's kind of why I glide the way that I glide today because they would always be on their toes like they did they did glides on their toes and I like that I don't like it on the ball it's just not my thing I liked it way better on the toes and so I just practiced on the toes all the time during PA school I would um 
I, during summer semester was the craziest semester I ever had to experience. I was literally like back-to-back classes, back-to-back exams. Like every other day, like Monday through Friday was like a, uh, was an exam. So it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday exams. And I would just be cranking out, studying all the time, all the time. And all I had time for was like these like 10, 15 minute walks. Mm. And I just, I just would go on the walks and I'd be like, you know what? Let me try and glide. Let me see how that works. And I would just practice gliding kind of like up and down my block. Really, really crazy. And then I would get one glide down and I'd be like, okay, well, what can I do with that glide? And then maybe I would do, I'd put my feet in front of me and I'd say, okay, well, maybe I could put my feet behind me when I do it. And then I was like, okay, well, now maybe I can interweave them. I could do one in behind, one in back and kind of like mesh the two glides together. And then I started to realize that glides are literally like Legos. You know, you take one glide, you take the other, you, com- you combine it, and there's your glide combo. Mm. And then I just kind of like got a different, a couple different Lego pieces and just started combining them and seeing what happened. And lo and behold, I just, this is why I am who I am today. Yeah. You a whole, whole network of glide patterns yeah. and grids and, you know. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Circuit board of like different glides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's just so much fun. And once you actually get good at it, it's kind of like rocking is what it, what it feels like in terms of like once you get good at rocking, it's just effortless movement. Yeah. Like that's kind of how gliding is. It's just effortless at this – to some degree at this point. It's like I could just bust out a glide and get into a whole sequence and just kind of like chill on a glide for like a good couple seconds mm-hmm. and then get back into my dancing. And it's just like – it's a good way for me to save energy and it's such a helpful way to move around the dance floor. Like – I can from like a rock, and this is this is what I love about dancing as well. Like, um, I love kind of like throwing myself around, mm-hmm. um, and from a rock, I'm able to just like throw a crazy glide and go from like one side of the dance floor all the way to the other effortlessly because it's just like just the way that rocking to gliding kind of like transfers like like the the speed or like the momentum just works because I can take that momentum and really like put it into the glide and it makes the glide that much easier because I don't have to like use as much like like toe strength or like ankle strength to get my glide to move because I'm using the momentum. Mm-hmm. So uh, especially on, I, I've seen you do it, man, on your like switch, like the one, two, three switch, mm-hmm. like when you're about to go mm-hmm. the other way on mm-hmm. your rock, you'll just, that's, that's the point because that, you know, rocking is because it's a rocking motion. It's almost like a pendulum, how a pendulum would go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets its potential energy at the tip of, of the tip of, you know, it yeah. going to one side. And that's the same thing with rocking with shuffling. When you switch, you're actually changing the direction and changing your momentum. Mm-hmm. But you can carry that. You can carry that momentum that you built on your rock, on your switch. And then keep going in that direction. And you do that a lot with your glides. I and love it. Nasty. Thank you. I appreciate it. I freaking love doing it, man. Yeah. It's just gliding is just so fun. It never gets old. It really never gets old. Like once you hammer it into your bones, the world is your oyster. Especially when you get that nice ground. I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about the nice ground because all I'll say is Walmart. Walmart has some of the best ground I've ever experienced. 
Very well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Walmart, man. That's what nice grounds are. You don't have performance anxiety there because, no. like, it's just the people of Walmart, you know? And it's so, it's so big that, like, I'll keep be like in a, 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 a nook in Walmart, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I don't, go, don't get me wrong, I don't go to Walmart that often, but when I do, I definitely take advantage of the floors. You know, That's like, me at airports. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've been seeing a lot of people dancing at airports these days. You know, I was going to do it the other day, but I was like, you know what? It's like, it's like 4.30 in the morning. Maybe I shouldn't like put on a whole show for people. I don't know. And sometimes like when you when you get into your sesh too, it's like, okay, I'm committing to this. I'm probably going to get sweaty. And it's like, okay, how long is the flight? How long am I going to be sitting in sweaty clothes? Like yeah. that you have to make a... You have to make a self-assessment for yourself. Typically, I'm I'm just a dummy and I throw it all out the window. Ah. And I'm dancing at the airport. So, um. no, I love it. I respect that. I really do. I really do respect that because that's a, talk about performance anxiety. There are a lot of people at the airport. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's pretty easy. I was like, I'm not ready right now. Well, that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, um, yeah the whole the whole glides, and I'm glad we were able to talk about that mm -hmm. because it is a big part of your flow. But I just wanted to mention the the uh, the 15 minute glide walks uh, real quick. I think that's such a it's a great way to practice your move when or practice your moves um, and just your flow when you're kind of in a um, what do they call it? Just like a routine thing that yeah. that you do, whether that be in the kitchen. I I, I don't really consider it. You know, it, it wasn't totally a routine because when I was when I was in North Carolina and I was about to leave, um, I had no place in the house that I was currently living in to really dance. Okay. But there was a abandoned golf course adjacent to the the house, and they had like an like it was all broken up. Kids went in and vandalized it. It was like a um a clubhouse, like okay. the clubhouse where you get the you know, your cart and the balls and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they the place where they used to store the carts had that really nice concrete Ooh. or whatever. So I used to find broken mirrors there and like piece them all together and and have almost like a little studio. I got I went in there with like a broom and I like swept it, made sure it was good. But I, I say all that to say that when I would go and walk to the abandoned clubhouse, mm -hmm. I would just Miami step there. Oh. I'd Miami step, I would do Polly Pockets, mm -hmm. and I would also do that variation of the um, W step that can go well with a Miami step. And I would just switch from all of those. And you know, the first couple of times that I was doing it, I didn't realize that there were parallels of those, or those moves went so well together. together. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was just me skipping to go and do a shuffle session. And I thought it was so valuable for me because you were just kind of on repeat drilling the move, but I had music going, I was just in la la land mm -hmm. and you know I was getting from point A to point B, but I was also practicing. And it seems like you were doing the same exact thing and that's how you got so good um, with, with your glides. That was like your foundational uh, type of practice mechanism that yep. you had set for yourself, and I'm not gonna sit, you know, b come on here and say that like I have the best Miami step ever, but I do think I have a, like a couple variations that you know have come from that foundation um, of just skipping to mm -hmm. <laughs> skipping in Miami, mm -hmm. stepping to my shuffle session. Yeah, so absolutely. It's absolutely. just very cool for you to share that, share yeah. that anecdote. Um, so and it kills two birds with one stone you know what i mean like you get into the place that you gotta go and you're also practicing it's like yeah you know, go, it's it's great i agree, I agree. Yes for yeah <laughs> and it, and actually with with what you're doing with, with miami step and poly pocket and even this like uh 
you know, what's it called? Uh, the uh, W stab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you realize that you're actually mobile with these moves. Yeah, like I see a lot right. of, you know, shufflers kind of stay in one spot with like a, not necessarily Miami step. I feel like Miami step people run around the place, mm -hmm. but with like a poly pocket and a W step, they don't have to be mobile. You yeah. know, you can move with a poly pocket. That's forward, like forward, move back, side to side. That's that's why I love poly. Personally, I love poly pocket. It's like my favorite shaping move because the movement that you can get from a poly pocket, the direction that you can change with the poly pocket. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's right. kind of blowing my mind now because it goes into moss. It goes into the moss yeah. style now, just because yeah. with, with uh, your um, the way that you're switching on the moss T step, mm -hmm. um, where you know you're you're going like uh, I won't describe it, but um, it, it, it's the same kind of movement. Yeah. And at any point in your Moss T-step, you can go into a poly pocket and then vice versa. So it's some, yeah, it's a, it's a move that I think gets like a little bit of flack for being very shapey, yeah. but it's pretty freaking dope. Bro, I don't you know. can make it so <laughs> badass. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But um, okay, tangent ended. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the world famous Final Five. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, next question for you. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite place to dance? Okay. So Walmart of in terms of the floors because the glides there are just incredible. Yeah. But favorite place to dance, I would say 99 Scott. Okay. That venue is just every time I go there, the floors, if you the floors are just incredible. NYC? NYC. Okay. 99 Scott's kind of like around the corner from uh from Brooklyn Mirage. And it's a little bit more underground, little, um, and just the atmosphere is like classic, like warehouse Brooklyn vibes, loud music, like the light, the lights are okay, but just, there's like so much space there and it, the, just the floor is just phenomenal, phenomenal. So that's probably my favorite spot. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. yeah, yeah. Uh, next question. What is your favorite set, show, or festival attended? Wow. It's a tough one because I got some really good memories at some yeah. some some uh some really good shows. Um if it's like choosing your favorite child, just like name a couple. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so City Fox with Allie. First time we went was probably one, definitely one of my favorites so much fun was it because of the music and the atmosphere or because of you know the the relationship that was Guy, forming? it was because of how it went down it was because of how the relationship was forming it was because you know i have a love interest there who the person was it was like this crazy perfect storm because i'm pretty sure the way we got there was we hit up charles and we're like Bro, can you get us a ticket to City Fox? And he was like, yeah, I got you. Guest listed. And we're like, meant to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then we went, had a phenomenal time, danced. And I believe this is when they started to, uh, they, like, they changed like the LED screen, I think. Like, they made it like this giant like LED, like um, uh, this huge LED screen. They re redid the Brooklyn Mirage and we were able to like go up onto like the balcony area and really see it. And we have this, Allie and I have this amazing picture of us kissing. It literally, it's like one of my favorite pictures of all times. Wow. I, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So, so that is definitely one of my favorites. And then I had the, the other, one of my other favorite, uh, shows of 
probably all time, is Adam Bayer, Cerez D, December 2021, 2021. And that was because that was when I battled Charles for the first time. And I never battled anyone in the club before. And it was like, I felt like I was in Dark Souls. I was like a level five peasant going up against like a level like 80 dragon. You know what I mean? Because he he has that presence. Yeah. You know? He's an amazing battle. He's an amazing shuffler and an amazing battler as well. Because he comes from a breaking. Yeah. Um uh, background background yeah. where it's like that's all they do you know what i mean yeah. they're dissing each other up and down so uh, but 100 100 percent. so so when he when i think he called me out and when that happened i i just i it was like main character energy and i like i was like all right we're doing this let's go and it, the exchange that we had was just so much fun and i felt like i was actually like kind of holding my own a bit i was like okay wait maybe i'm not a level five peasant maybe i'm like maybe level 30 maybe yeah, maybe orc. like level 20 I'm an orc exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. so so that was so much fun so so much fun um so yeah it's definitely like those two moments i probably i'd say city fox was first and then anabase residency against charles was second that was probably some sick music too so sick the sets were incredible. <laughs> um, cool, man. So switching gears a little bit mm-hmm. on the question, uh, what is your favorite book? Eh, I'm not much of a reader. <laughs> so I'm not much of a reader, but I have a favorite video game, if that's okay. Yeah, send it. Super Smash Brothers. Which one? Okay, so these days I'm playing Ultimate. Okay. And it is just... There's nothing better. Okay, because it's actually really interesting because it re- it's battling, realistically. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I style on my opponent? And how do I, like, get in their head and try and, like, kind of come at them in a way that they're not going to expect it with the moveset that I have? And I understand their moveset as mm-hmm. well. So it's, like, this, like, high-speed chess game um, that is just so addicting and uh, and I, it's weird because like I'll think about it with shuffling, and I'm like, wow, I can learn so much from from this video game because it it has a lot of parallels. You know, I'm it's the same concept of battling someone, but it's also you have to be kind of a little unpredictable. Um, can't show your show your cards. Exactly, exactly. You can't show like but you need to be reading your opponent. Like yeah, 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 a hundred percent. So it's it is just it it's just this a really interesting parallel between the two and. And it's kind of helped with my shuffling a bit, for sure, because I'll mm-hmm. think back and be like, "All right, well, how would I do that in Smash?" And then I'll be like, "Oh, this. Let me port that idea over to shuffling, and and vice versa." So. And then also the characters and the personas that you can deliver. You know, the weapons that they're using or the items, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, just who they who they are as as a character. You can embody embody them. You know, who who is your character? Okay, for so I use Chrom. Okay. And there's so many now. So there's so many now. <laughs> he is honestly not that great, but I love the way that he just hits someone. And it just feels good. It feels meaty. It's like when I really just like wail on someone with one of his attacks, poof. Like it feels good. And he's he also has a spike. I love spiking people. Down down spike? Uh yeah, like a down like a down air spike. Yeah. yeah. And it's like kind of hard to hit. But when you pop someone up right in like the perfect way, right at the edge, and you just whack on them with that spike, it's like gliding. Yeah. Yeah, it was very similar. <laughs> it feels good. 
Have you have you played uh, Nintendo 64 Smash Bros? Of course, I started. I w- I've been playing this game for like 20 plus years. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's like my one of my top. Like that is my favorite video game probably ever. Yeah. Um. It it is, it is so strategic. Like that was the beginning of just like just that fast speed kind of like chess game mm-hmm. type, but it's still like open air. Um. And for for Nintendo 64 to to have that kind of caliber of game in like 1999 is pretty freaking sweet. We should play sometime. Oh, 100%. And I'm going to anyone... come at you with Sea Falcon. Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> I love playing Falcons, yo. Let's go. I'm down. And if anyone out there wants to smoke, DM me. Catch my hands. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were gonna you were gonna mention that. I know you had something maybe uh, other than a book, but um, yeah, that resonates with me hardcore. <laughs> All right, final question of the final five. If you could put any message on the main stage production of a large festival, let's just think Tomorrowland or EDC Las Vegas, and there's going to be tens of thousands of people watching this message, what would it say? Hmm. Do as you do, be as you be. Life is crazy and unpredictable. Trust your intuition, never miss a glide. Excellent, man, excellent. That's very much from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool, man, very cool. Well, I've I've absolutely enjoyed this conversation and uh, we've, been, we've been going at this for quite some time. And I, yeah, yeah, it doesn't even, I think it's like an hour and, hour and 40 minutes or oh something. Oh my God, yeah. it doesn't even feel like it. it. Uh, dude, crazy. it feels like we've been talking for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> That's wild. Um, with that, mm-hmm. is there, you know, is there anything we miss? Is there anything that you'd like to share with the listeners before we, we sign off? Mm. Don't be afraid to approach me. I'm really friendly and I would love to talk to you. Um, I hope what I was able to share in this conversation uh, helps whoever get through whatever you know issues that they were having with maybe their shuffle journey or maybe with their you know performance anxiety or whatever it may be or like how to how to maybe get to that next plateau of like finding a mentor and really like asking them for help or questions or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope my experiences are able to just benefit my community because, you know, shuffling has really given me so much and it would be my honor to give back. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm 100% sure that you'll carry it forward and, you are a very approachable person, and uh, I think this conversation really shined light on that. So, yeah, please, please feel inclined to, to reach out to Jesse. A wonderful representation of the Shuffle community um, at large, embodied into one human ah, being. Dude. It's amazing, man. <laughs> um, for people who have the inclination to reach out to you, how's what's the best way that they can connect with you? Instagram, thousand and one underscore cranky underscore monkeys. Got it. Got it. And we'll we'll throw that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. But brother, it's been a complete pleasure. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited that we have the whole weekend in front of us to get Mm -hmm. down, uh, get some sessions in. So this was absolutely amazing. And I just want to thank you just one last time for coming on and uh, giving me this opportunity to chat with you. Dude, it is honestly, it's an honor. When you asked me, I was like, you want me on the show? Really? (laughs) I was like, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. So it's it's actually been such a huge privilege, and like as I said, it's been an honor to be on the show. And I I support what you do, and I really I think it's it's great, and like how you want to bring the community together and like really expose the, you know light on who are we, you know. So, and it, it'll just bring us closer together. So I'm really excited about that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, and it's just been a pleasure, you know, ever since, and you know. This obviously this conversation has just been another another one that I'm I'm just gonna walk away from this being absolutely enthralled that we went ahead and did this and um, hopefully we made the shuffle community stronger because of it. So love you, brother. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's get to the night. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds perfect. Thank you for listening to the Shuffle Curious podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. We are past the launch, and I'm so appreciative of the support that the show has received. You guys have really stepped up in a huge way, and I'm eternally grateful for that. I know this is a big ask due to the show just starting, um, and it's very much in its infancy, but any and all support would really be amazing from you guys. So I just wanted to come on and list a couple ways that you guys can help out the podcast uh, moving forward. So first and foremost, subscribing to the YouTube channel would be a huge help. Uh, among, you know, also sharing and uh, following the show on other social media platforms, uh, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but in particular, YouTube uh, will really help increase the visibility of the show and it can help to reach a wider audience as well. In addition to this, uh, leaving a review on anywhere where podcasts are distributed, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, can really leave a positive impression on uh, new listeners and it will help them discover the podcast more readily. Also, um, engaging with the podcast, so leaving comments, uh, participating in social media discussions, and just anything that would really help build a community around the podcast uh, would be of great assistance. And um, please feel free, you know, DM me my my personal Instagram at Patty Creates or the show's Instagram uh, at the Shuffle Curious Podcast with the spaces being uh, underscores. I would love to hear any feedback, any ideas, any uh, discourse around the show. Um, it would be um, an honor to hear you guys out and 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 you know implement implement some of the ideas and, and the feedback that you guys have for me. Also. Donating to the podcast directly or purchasing a Shuffle Curious shirt uh, would, would help out a lot. Um, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of energy, and unfortunately money that goes into the podcast. And it will continue to go into the podcast. So let's just get one thing straight here. It's really been a complete joy um, doing the show. And no matter how much or how little monetary assistance the show receives, we'll still be performing the mission of bringing the Shuffle community together. But with a little bit of help, uh, I'll be able to travel more for these interviews, um, buy better equipment, be able to compensate all the amazing people who have made the show a reality and have volunteered their time, uh, things of that nature. So buying a shirt would be much more than buying a shirt. And uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but if I ever saw someone at a festival wearing a Shuffle Curious podcast shirt, you would be my best friend in a huge way. I'd love to see it. Um, and I would be, I'd give you a big bear hug. 
So um, you can purchase these shirts on the Instagram bio um, of the show. Um, also the show's website, and then I'll have links in the show notes as well. As for the donation, um, just please, you know, send me a DM if you feel inclined to donate to the show. Um, I will definitely um, entertain that. And if you're so inclined, that would be uh, absolutely amazing. I'm not going to create a button for uh, donating to the show or GoFundMe or anything like that. Um, it, it, it would just be a, a conversation um, between you and I. So, and I, I would I thank you for that consideration. Um, but lastly, uh, you guys have supported the show just by listening, also listening to this whole outro, um, you know, that that's awesome. You guys roll for, for doing that. And I just cannot understate my appreciation for all of you guys, uh, for being a part of this, uh, crazy ride that it's been so far. Um, so without further ado, uh, I just want, like I said, I wanted to get on, I'll give you guys a couple of ways that you can support. Um, you can run with as many or as little of them as uh, you would like, but um, I thank you, um, you know, regardless for your listenership and support. So uh, with that, I'm going to get out of here. Um, please get out there and dance, stay curious, and I will see you in the next episode, friend.